The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Na, 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 come on! check my team my team is in free fall uh it is worse than even the pessimistic version of me could even begin to describe we are now in the process of what i call the teardown that's worse than a rebuild because a rebuild implies that something comes after the teardown not in this case uh this is going to color my entire mood of today's episode so forgive me if I'm a little salty but all-star weekend is almost here Uh, we are going to break down some of the rising stars game to the dunk contest to the skills challenge Uh, but of course um, I need to discuss this blazers news because it just dropped and I'm fucking furious so drop that fucking Working on pushing P. I've been telling you guys that. Pushing positivity, thinking about the bright side of things. I don't have to go to work, I get to go to work. I don't have to work out. I have the sound body of mind to be able to work out and to move my body in a place where there will be a time where I can't do those things. I am trying so hard to suppress the cynic in me and then these things happen and then and then I just go back to my old self which is where I'm at right now there has been a robbery there has been uh, I uh, I repeat alert alert there has been a robbery I don't know how they did it I thought our safe was locked up we we told the world just yesterday we were not rebuilding so how did they get inside that safe and take all of our assets and give us nothing back except for a half-eaten packet of Rolos? I don't know. I don't know, but they did. How did a franchise in complete disarray such as the L.A. Clippers convince us to give us, give them a guy that we traded away our young piece to get and then courted for an entire year last year? We gave him every little... We treated him like he was Bon Jovi. We asked him what kind of M&Ms he liked. Like we got him special dog beds for his animals when he got to... We found him a home, Norm Powell. We did all these things. We bent over backwards for him. Metaphorically. I mean, maybe maybe not metaphorically. And then 
And then after bending over backwards, we basically grabbed our ankles and got fucked by the L.A. Clippers. Like, grab our ankles, just no lube, just out of nowhere, just come on in, just come on in. So let's break down the details. Clippers, send us Keon Johnson, the number 21 pick in the 2021 draft. Probably going to be a nice pick because Jerry West selected him. Uh, A second round pick in 2025. A second round pick in 2025 from the Detroit Pistons. Justice Winslow, a player who has missed nearly half of his entire career, half of the games throughout his entire career he has missed due to the injuries coming into the league seven years ago. And Eric, I don't want to be here, Bledsoe. Just let that sink in. Just let that. Just like fully allow that to go inside of your soul and then imagine you being a fan and then uh, and then just like try to process how you might feel about that. And we send them, okay, this is where it gets important, we send them Norman Powell and Robert Covington. What? What? This was a bounty of expensive mediocrity sent to us on our doorstep. What could we do with that? What do we give up for that? Robert Covington and Norman Powell. He, like I said, Norman Powell was the bell of the ball. The Portland Trailblazers drafted Gary Trent Jr., a nice piece, who developed into a bubble phenom. He was hitting at a ridiculous rate from three. He was a young star who had two-way ability. He's now a borderline all-star for the Toronto Raptors. And we shipped him off to get longer, leaner, more athletic in Norm Powell, who was on an expiring, and we paid him. We tried to do everything that we could to keep him, and then less than... Eight months later, we just got rid of him for nothing. Nothing. We gave him away for Rolos. Let's talk about Robert Covington. Robert Covington was supposed to be a nice two-way piece, a perimeter defender, which the Blazers so desperately needed. Need. So desperately need. And we gave, I forget who, Houston, Houston, two First round picks for Robert Covington. Robert Covington and Norm Powell got us a second round pick. When just Covington, we had to pay two firsts for just him. If you're not getting three first round picks or splitting them up and trying to get one and one, two first round picks, Jesus Christ, the level of idiocy. That's all that you can really say. It doesn't make sense. Joe Cronin went on the record yesterday and said the Blazers were not going into a rebuild mode before the trade deadline. Uh, This is what he said. No, I do not think we have the appetite to tear it all the way down. 
We have too many good players, too many ways to get better without taking too big of a step back. And that's a lie. And that's a lie. So let's just like fully kind of put this into perspective. The Blazers traded two first-rounders for Robert Covington, then they traded Gary Trent for Norm Powell. They, so, in other words, two first-rounders first and a 23-year-old Gary Trent Jr., who's now averaging 18-3-2, for a broken Justice Winslow averaging four points a game, a 32-year-old Eric Bledsoe, who had 116 defensive rating last year. What a fucking sieve that guy is. And Keon Johnson, who gets less than 10 minutes per game. And this is the Clippers, who are playing a guy named Amir Coffey in the starting lineup. They've got minutes to give around. And if you're Keon Johnson and you're getting 10, 10 minutes a game, I mean, that speaks volumes. We got Luke Kennard out here hitting game winners. Oh, yeah, and they get the Detroit Pistons second rounder in 2025. This is an outrage. It's not a rebuild if you don't ever build again. What do you do with Dame? What do you do with Dame? You allow Dame to bow out because you've, you've done nothing. How do you sell Dame that you're making the team better by doing this? Oh, Dame, yeah, no, we're just, uh, don't consider it a rebuild. Just a retool. We're getting rid of contract space. We're going to go out and try to get a big free agent this summer. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah you mean the worst free agent destination in America? You mean people would rather go to Toronto, Canada, where they don't allow fans? You probably can't even eat inside of a restaurant without being quadruple boosted? Like, that is a better destination outside of America in America. What are we talking about here? Dame should go. Dame should say, all right, that's enough. All right. Okay. That's, I'm going to be out. Uh, that's, that's my cue. I don't know. And now you got C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum, 6'3", fat, one long, $40 million a year. I'm sorry, C.J., but you know that this was the, they did you dirty. And, like, I, I've used the one thing that I will always thank C.J. McCollum for is this line because I use it all the time. Make it make sense respectfully. That was the line he coined, and I use it all the fucking time. Please, someone, can they make it make sense? respectfully and I hit some people up around the league literally just that question sent the tweet Woj bomb and I said make this make sense respectfully and their responses at large can't Mm. these are NBA inside there must be another rabbit coming out of the hat are you trading Nurk are you trading CJ I don't want to spend too much time on this but I just want to say Dame I'm sorry like, I really am sorry for you. Like, we don't deserve you. And, and if you think, Blazer fans, that Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard are bringing you to contention, let me just say this. In order to contend, you have to have a top-five defense and a top-five offense. And, with, and Anthony Simons, for those who are not aware, because I just found this little stat out myself, Anthony Simons is legitimately, statistically, the worst perimeter defender in the entire NBA right now. He stands atop the leaderboard at that. So, world, goodbye, cruel world. Goodbye. I'm headed to the metaverse. 
No more fandom for me. No sports betting for me. No more sports for me. I'm just going to go and work at a gas station. That's This might be the, my last podcast episode. So we should get to some brighter things. Maybe the night that I'm with these might let me know All the stars are stars for all-star so if you're looking for the common thread it's just those two words that's it uh is all-star time i am going to try to manufacture happiness and excitement <sighs> pushing p pushing p okay all-star let's go here we go the world has to be I'm getting pessimistic again. Dying to go to Cleveland. Just dying to go to Cleveland where there's like two restaurants and then a Hall of Fame. Which Hall of Fame is it? I don't remember. Music, sports, can't remember. There was a big LeBron poster that they teared down. Just like they're tearing my heart from my throat to my heart from my chest. I don't even know. Anyway... The largest snowstorm is coming to the Ohio Valley, so if that gives you any solace. Also, there's a new variant. It's called uh, Delta Omicron Demarion, Demar Derosion. So we're going to skip over this, like, let's put an entire whole population from different states extremely in a close space. Uh, together in proximity during a pandemic where 2,300 people are still dying every day and 600,000 tested positive last last week. But I'm pushing P, remember, I'm pushing, I'm pushing P. No COVID talk. I'm in a bad space. Uh, let's get into the fun. Let's get into the fun. Probably, truthfully, the most interesting thing about the All-Star Weekend is the Rising Stars game. And it's even better than it ever has been. It used to be used to be the dunk contest people liked. And then and then that got watered down because the real dunkers are like, you think I'm just gonna dunk for you? Like just cause? Like with nothing? Like with some money on the line? No. I'm not dunking in an exhibition setting for you. No. So then that changed. And then it was the three point contest, and then Steph just became Steph and then that became boring. The shine has kind of, we'll call it, rusted off. I also had a joke. This is not pushing pee. I was like, oh, how funny would it be if we just rounded up all the worst three-point shooters in, like, in the league and then forced them, forced them to shoot for us, like let them eat cake type shit, and let's just throw tomatoes at them. But that's not pushing pee either. So <laughs> let's talk about the rising stars. The Rising Stars exhibition has now evolved for me to become must-see TV. Here's a positive comment. How do I know that the league is in a good place? The league is in a good place because you see rookies and sophomores and the kids in the G League Ignite, and you're like, damn it. These these guys are going to be the stars of the entire league. I am more excited probably to watch, dead serious, more excited to watch the Rising Stars Challenge than I am the actual All-Star game ridiculously stacked team. Ant Edwards is on the on the uh, sophomore team. He's averaging 22 a game. He should probably be an all-star, 19 years old. Tyrese Maxey, second best player on the second best team in the East right now, 21. Desmond Bain probably should win most improved, 
second best player on the third best team in the West. 23. LaMelo, rookie of the year in a loaded class. Electric factory. And the rookies? The rookies, stupidly good rookie class. Mobley, Barnes, Cunningham, Green, all those top four picks, none of them are busts. None of them have disappointed. When is the last time you could say top four picks, all great? And then, Franz Wagner? What? Giddy? Josh Giddy? Did you see Josh Giddy the other day? He literally threw a pass I've never even seen anyone make before. Alperin Shangoon, he's turned into a nice piece. So much fun. And it's not just lottery picks. It's not just Ayo DeSumo, second rounder, 38 overall, probably one of the biggest reasons that the Bulls are actually surviving. They're number one in the East right now, sneakily, and Ayo is one of the reasons. Continue to win games, and they've just had injury after injury after injury. Herb Jones, probably the only bright spot of the New Orleans Pelicans right now. He was picked three slots before Io completely changed the, the complexion of a Zionless team to the point where we don't even care where Zion is. Nobody is asking. Nobody's like, they're tanking, where is Zion? Ja, where is Ja? Nobody saying that. You know? And like Herb Jones playing 30 minutes a game has the highest, just take note of this, he has the highest win share of any rookie not drafted in the top four. And the dude was a second rounder. Folks, folks, we need to do a segment on the second round picks very soon. But here is a teaser. 77% of all of this year's second rounders have played in the NBA this year and nine have averaged 10 minutes or more per game. That's, I mean, you literally get second rounders to just stash them. That's ridiculous. And for the rest of the roster, Franz Wagner has been equally surprising. Uh, 16 points a game, five and three assists, nominated multiple times for Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Scotty Barnes, who I'm just now mentioning, has been awesome. He has rejuvenated the Raptors. Davion, Duarte, all solid seasons. Here are the complete lineups. Well, it's not really lineups. It's just the complete groups. Because yeah, I have to tell you how the game goes. There's like new... A new format happening. But here it is in terms of rookie sophomores in G League. Rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Io DeSunmu, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Davion Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Alperin Shangoon, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner. What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> sophomores, Precious Shachuya, Cole Anthony, Desmond Bain, LaMelo Ball, Sadiq Bey, Ant Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Jaden McDaniels, shout out to Jaden McDaniels, Isaac Okoro, woo, Isaiah Stewart, Jay Sean Tate. That is stacked. Also, four players from the G League Knight, uh, Marshawn Beauchamp, 47-ranked player in the 2020 class, Dyson Daniels, 18-year-old Aussie, Jaden Hardy, a 19-year-old top 10 player from the 2021 class, and the number one draw is Scoot Henderson, who is a 19-year-old consensus five-star recruit. And then let's talk about the format, why it's so great. So instead of it being Team World versus Team USA, which I hate, I don't like this like us versus them thing. Like what are we in the Marvel movie? Like I don't like nationalism. Like what? I don't like that whatsoever. We are one world. You know what I mean? Like we're all Team World. 
aren't we? Like, is U.S. its own planet? Fuck off. That's the most U.S.-centric thing I've ever heard of that no one even has discussed. No one has said, hey, this kind of polarizes folks. Like, let's put all the Africans and put them on a team by themselves. Fuck off. Then it was rookies and sophomores before that. But this year's Rising Stars features three games between four teams composed of the players from the roster in what the league is referring to a mini-tournament. So you basically have drafts where they're going to be all muddled together. First two teams play against each other, as do the second two teams, and the winner of those games play against each other to determine the ultimate victor. Additionally, each team will be coached and drafted by a member of the NBA 75 team. How much fun is that? Put me in a good mood, please. So exciting. So exciting. NBA players will be selected by NBA assistant coaches. Ignite players will be selected by NBA G League coaches. Coaches will select their team rosters. Uh, Each team will have one Ignite player. Bracket Team A versus Team B. Team C versus Team D. And then the two winning teams meet in the final game. And, oh, 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 the competition will consist of a race to 75 points in honor of the NBA 75 anniversary season. So it's an Elam ending the entire time. Then the semifinal games will be played to a final target score of 50. The final game will be played to a final target score of 25 for a total of 75 points across the semifinal and the final. Wow. Wow. Good for the NBA. I love that. Dunk contest. Let's go through that really fast. Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Obi Toppin. I guess. I guess I'll watch. Four players? That feels like less than normal. It might not be, but Juan Toscano Anderson, I like the guy, but like, do you deserve to be in the dunk contest? I better see something I've never seen before out of you. Like Anthony Simons was, where you come out of nowhere, and then you win the dunk contest, and then you become... A team, a player that a team literally destroys its entire franchise for. That's that's, but basically what Juan Toscano Anderson better become. And so while the dunk cast is mo- mostly up and down, mostly down, since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine played in it, uh, I think it could be fun. Like Toppin can throw down. Dark Horse probably JTA, Cole having a good season, runner up in the All American Game Dunk Contest in 2019. So you know he's got hops. He's a little kid. He is short. He, he better really bounce. Uh, they have not announced the players competing in the skills challenge right as of yet. But you know what? I don't care. Yeah. This is the worst part of the All-Star Weekend. Complete joke. I mean, it's like literally turning an individual pre-draft workout into a competition. <laughs> it's like, let's you run through those cones... Throw this ball through a tire. It's like those competitions that people from the stands have to do in order to win a t-shirt or a million dollars. No, thank you. Do I want to see DeMontis Sabonis sprint alongside Nikola Vucevic like last year's competition? That had all of the drama of watching water evaporate. Like, I could not stand that. Three-point contest, nobody's announced that. I mean, I'm sure they're begging Steph to compete. That's cool. But I, I just really want to see Clay. That's it. I want to see Clay back. I'd like to see PJ Tucker, who is actually sneakily against every odd, is leading the NBA in three point percentage, which is bonkers. Maybe Luke Kennard. That would be comedy. That would be nice. Yep. That's all. That's all in terms of the All Star game. Reserves will be announced. 
all-star starters are already out. I will react to that on Monday because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, and we will be breaking down the all-star starters and reserves. And let me tell you, this game is going to be lit. But probably still not as lit as the Rising Stars game. Uh, that is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We will be back Monday with a new episode. Please do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends. And follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok.